That's the best news of the day. I, I didn't think today could get any better. It's 420 day. At, at uh, we'll get into this later. I, I've got a I've got a weed infused massage. I'm getting at two o'clock. We'll explain, wow, that explain later exciting. today. And now you're telling me that the honks are back at four o'clock today. That's the best news yet. That's the best radio show in Seattle. And and I hate Bar to say this. None. I hate to say this because it flies against everything of how I am. I'm a guy. I like it when teams are winning. When everybody's it's happy. Better when they lose. It is better when the Huskies lay an egg and lose the honks. Po- I'm like uh, I'm like the Huskies lost. I have got to get home because the the honk show is going to be on and I got to be relaxed and settle back and enjoy. We, it. We, uh, I, we, I, I love it. I love that show. We sat around a, a, a fire pit after the overtime win uh, in the uh, the first year of, of Mike Leach's Apple Cup uh, in the parking lot across from uh, Martin Stadium, listening to those lunatics yeah. lose their mind. It is and the best. Our asses off. I mean, it's it's weird in this business. And actually, it was the yeah. last time I listened to it after an Apple Cup. I bet it was. Well, not the last time after an Apple Cup lost, the way things have been going. No, yeah, um, it's weird in this business. You roll certain people together, and you think, hey, uh, this will work. or this, and, and then it does, or it doesn't. Hugh Millen, Dick Baird, uh, and Softy. It's an unbelievably productive, right. funny, and entertaining. And, and they're smart, too. They're, it's it's yeah. great, radio. great uh, radio. Also, before uh, Tony Softly, he's on hold right now. He will uh, join us here momentarily. Uh, I want to mention one more time because I have to. We, we have just become. Will you please read stuff? Well, to you, promote stuff. Yeah, this you, is all we've become. You do a lot of things like this. Free. Well, I have to. It says we get an email. You must read this. Ooh, okay. Free movie Friday program with Adam tickets is back. Uh, mm-hmm. It's your chance at free movie tickets. Text them now. Text the word boots to Adam one for your chance to win the Adam tickets app, where you can browse movie titles, buy tickets, invite friends, pre-order concessions, all from your phone. And skip the lines, Adam. Tickets. There you go. Tony Softly, our NFL executive, joins us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Tony, what is your go-to munchy snack after getting high? <laughs> well, uh, I don't have a snack, uh, a munchy snack. Uh, you know, cigars do give me a nice buzz, but uh, how about what's a, uh, you got a, a nice cool beer after that? How about just a munchy snack in general? Yeah, what's what a snack? Like? What do you got? Like right now, if you could have anything in the world and a, and a snack of some sort, what would it be? You know, I'd have to say a Rice Krispie treat. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's great. Yes, sir. Yeah. Have you ever gone to yeah. Rice? Have you ever made a Rice Krispie? <laughs> this is we go down the rabbit hole. Here we go. Of things that you make <laughs> Rice Krispie treats, but then you mix in peanut butter into into it mm-hmm. too. When you bake. No, but uh, chocolate chips for oh, sure, yes. yeah. or no Cocoa doubt. Krispies. No you doubt. can throw some Cocoa Krispies oh. in there. You get kind of the same effect. Yeah. There you All go. Right now we're getting some. All right, so we uh, we got the draft next week. Is, is the Tony Softly big board? Is it complete for the draft next week? You know, I'm still moving some guys around. Uh, you know, I was uh, telling uh, Ian yesterday on his show that uh, I was looking at just some last minute, uh, you know, filmage that I'm getting in on some guys and some on some games I didn't see, like Denzel Ward's game. Um, against Indiana, where he he got beat up a little bit in the red zone, the corner from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Indiana and, does that. To and guys. I started, yeah, and I started going back and looking at a few other things, and all of a sudden, you know, it, he struggles against big receivers. I mean, he's he's not a very big guy, you know, five eleven, one eighty three, and so I mean, you know, everybody's putting him as the number one uh, cornerback, and. I'm not sure if uh, Michael Hughes from Central Florida isn't the guy, and, and I'm just kind of mulling over that. So to answer your question along the roundabout way, no, my board isn't set yet. I'm still kind of tinkering with it. 
Tony, our, our teams right now, and I'm, I'm assuming this is the case, that, and, and maybe let's just use the Seahawks as just an example. It's not necessarily Schneider, but somebody in the personnel department whose job it is over the next few days, let's call everybody one more time. I mean, clearly you're going to talk all the way up to the draft, but is there kind of a set thing of, hey, let's, hey, we were talking to the Chargers about this, or we were talking to the Raiders about that, or we were talking to this team about this. Let's call through and see where everybody stands on things. Is is it that in depth, or are you are you waiting for your phone to ring? I mean, how how does it work right now as we get to within one week of the draft? Well, if you're up high, for sure. I mean, if you're in the top ten or fifteen, and and maybe you want to, if you're in eighteen and you want to get to that that point, maybe uh, ten to five to ten somewhere in that range. Right. Yeah, you start calling and you start gauging interest. You know, if if. Uh, if there's a chance our guy's there, would you be willing to, uh, you know, go back to 18? Now, 18 is far to go, but let's just say it's 10. Mm-hmm. And, and now we're or 12. Now we're starting to get a lot of phone calls, a lot of a lot of chatter amongst the top 12 picks in the NFL draft. Uh, and, and you just kind of work it and you massage it. And you actually started that probably about a week and a half ago. And, and while you're doing that, you're also going through scenarios. Okay, if this guy's gone. Who do we like here? Let's set our board. If this guy's gone and that guy's gone, <clears throat> do we trade up for this guy here? Uh, you know, so you start working scenarios and you definitely get on the phone and start gauging interest. Uh, Tony Softley, our guest, it's our NFL exec here at 950KGR, joins us here on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. No one will have more valuable information next week. And I'm going to tell you right now, no one will be better dressed next week at the NFL draft, <laughs> our coverage uh, at the VMAC. You are, when, and, I, and I'm not joking around, no one knows this better than you in this market in terms of local guys. and Because we can turn to you, you know, myself or Softy or Chuck or Ian will turn to you next week and say, we'll ask you about a player in like the fifth or sixth round. You will have information on those guys. You were the, from what I can remember, you were the first guy that was, was all over Tyler Lockett. You were the first guy that talked a lot about Bruce Irvin, knew a lot about Bruce Irvin. Is there a guy right now that you like, Maybe not at 18, but that we will be talking about this person, you know, come, you know, the Monday after the draft, but you ha- kind of had him on your radar that the Seahawks take. You know, I, I think it, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm hoping that he's going to be in the area of their pick at 18, and I'm hoping they sit and pick him, and it's Marcus Davenport okay. out of uh, San Antonio. This guy is 6'7", 260 pounds, a freak athlete, still extremely raw. I mean, I mean, he, he's a DPR, not a defensive end. He's a designated pass rusher, hand in the dirt, go hurt that quarterback. That's what this guy is. Uh, he just he just is a piece of clay that needs to be formed right. He needs to be shaped and taught how to use his hands, uh, how to play uh, extremely fast uh, off the ball. Uh, you know, it, it's, he's just, to me, the guy that fits exactly what Seattle likes of a guy coming off the edge. And if there's somehow, some way, that uh, he falls to Seattle and they get a chance to pick him, uh, and he, he's at 18, I would sit and pick this player uh, come, come Friday. And, and I'm just going to give you a hypothetical. We all love hypotheticals. And, and or I should say come Thursday. Yeah. He may not be around at 18, likely won't. Let's just say, for argument's sake, Vita Vea drops to 18. Would you rather have Vita oh Vea God. or Davenport? Oh, man, you can't have enough pass rushers. Um, you know what? And and I've got Vita Vea graded higher. I've got him graded higher. He's a unique athlete that can play across the board. Uh, he can play the old Red Bryant five technique if they decide to go back to that form of defense. And now that Ken Norton's back, that could be some change up that you might see. 
but he can play the one technique, the nose, the tilted nose, the three technique. Vita Vea is, is a freak athlete, and uh, I, I was watching his high school coach sent me a tape of him playing some running back, and you should see this guy run the ball at 280 pounds. He looks like he's 250. So, I mean, you know, I would take Vita Vea. I've got him graded yeah. higher. Uh, you know, uh, Vea, I'm, I'm on uh, one of the coolest things I've been associated with in my years in Seattle is I'm on the board of directors for the Morris Trophy, which is presented by the Washington Athletic Club and is given to the top offensive and defensive linemen in the Pac-12 each year. It's a cool award because it's voted on by the players, and they're the ones who know, obviously. Vea was the winner on defense this year. The winner on offense was Tyrell Crosby. There's never been a doubt that Vea was going to be a, a, a first-round pick. Crosby, I've seen sneaking up a lot of people's boards, Tony. He He seems to have had a really productive... January to April workout session because he was, I think when we gave him the Morris Trophy, I think he was a second or third rounder projected. I've seen him creep into the first round in some drafts. Yeah, you know, that's uh, that's the media creeping. Uh, I think the NFL boards might have already had him there. Um, okay. You know, but uh, you can't ignore uh, the chatter in the spring uh, that you're hearing uh, because the media guys are talking to guys like me when I was in the league in, in, or scouts. And they're leaking some of that information. So, yeah, no, there's some excitement growing for Crosby. There's no doubt about that. And, and I understand because I can, I can hear people. There's no way Vita Vey will be there. Why even ask the question? Again, I, the, a lot of mock drafts have him going hey, like 11, 12, 13. You're right. You but never you never know because I'm looking at one at USA Today that has him, you know, their projection at, at 20th to the Lions. Uh, so I, I'm with you. I, I think if they remain at 18 and that big, that big man is still sitting there, there is no way you can bypass him. He is just a wrecking ball. He is he's a stud, Tony. He's he's so athletically gifted for being so big. He's unbelievable. I mean, sitting at the combine watching him run the 40. I, I mean, it, I, I was just laughing the whole time. It's like, look at this. This guy's, you know, 347 pounds. Look look at how, look at smooth athlete. Mm. And everybody's everybody asked me, why do they have the big guys run the 40? Well, there's two reasons. One, you're looking for the 10 and the 20. Those, that's the get-off and the quickness, the initial burst and acceleration you're looking for in both offense and defensive linemen. But for me, I want to see that big man run the whole 40 yards because that tells me, one, what kind of athlete he is, and two, is he in shape. And he was both of those. Mm-hmm. I, he's, just a, he's just a freak athlete, and he's a damn good football player. The funny thing is about him, I've, I've got to kind of know him a little bit and went out to the pro day. He's a jokester, too. He's got a hell of a personality. He likes screwing around, so he's going to fit into the locker room wherever he goes real well. Tony, we see several guys come out of non, let's see, non-marquee programs or the top Division One or top you know, Super Power 5 conference programs. Over the years, we've seen lots of guys in the NFL make it who didn't come that direction. That being said, I'm looking at all the mock drafts, and, and really the one guy who kind of jumps out who did not play in a power conference is Marcus Davenport. You mentioned him earlier from Texas San Antonio. Does a guy like that typically have to overachieve a little bit in the analysis? Because if you're looking at him versus, say, a guy from LSU or a guy from UCLA who you feel played top-notch competition each week, how much does that weigh in to analysis versus, look, this guy's raw and he's good and it doesn't matter that he played in Conference USA, he is going to be a great, great player? Yeah, you always weigh in the conference, the level of competition, there's no question. Uh, you always migrate to the film where did they play out of conference at a higher level, so you really go ahead and grade that film. Right. But you look at everything overall, and then there's a reason why you watch them at the Combine, and then the NFL spends millions of dollars to fly their coaches and their scouts back out to work these guys out individually. Then you walk them through and put them through 
certain scenarios, certain drills, you know, and you try to break him and, and you try to change him and teach him things within about a half an hour, 45 minute workout. And then you want to see once he gets tired, will he revert back to muscle memory? Will he revert back to the old habits that he was? Or will he learn? Will he go ahead and advance within that workout? Then you also want to go in and watch film with him. You know, what did you do here? Why did you do this? Uh, and then teach him techniques that will aid him into the future and, and see how he handles that just in a short workout period. So, yeah, you, you look at the DNA, you look at the level of competition, but you also go work him out and you try to break him and you try to get that inner grit out of him to see if he's going to be the guy that you really want to work with in the future. Tony, let's just assume they don't use the number 18 pick at all. And, and let's say they don't even, well, they don't use it on a running back. And I'm just looking at uh, a Rob Rang's site, NFLDraftScout.com. I'm looking at guys that are ranked because as of now, they don't have a second or a third round pick. So I'm looking at guys right. that are like fourth to fifth round running backs. Who Because I want them to get a running back. I'd like to see them, and they will draft a guy, but I'd like to see them draft like a uh, you know, a, a value running back, you know, someone who could, you know, legitimately come in here and, and compete. Of this group of guys where they have ranked in that fourth to fifth range, Jalen Samuels out of North Carolina State, John Kelly, Tennessee, Royce Freeman, Oregon, Mark Walton out of Miami, Josh Adams out of Notre Dame, uh, Scarborough out of Alabama, Kalen Balaj out of Arizona State, and Wadley out of Iowa. Of that group, is there anyone in there that, that you like? Yeah, there is. First, you got to throw Scarborough a lot. I'm not sure he's going to pass uh, physicals with a lot of teams. He's got double ACLs now. I mean, he's going to get into camp. He might play in the league, but there's a lot of people that have red flags on him from a medical standpoint. Uh, the two guys that you mentioned, John Kelly and uh, Royce Freeman. Uh, Freeman has got a lot of, of wear and tear. He's got a lot of tread off the tire. Just his production and the Pac-12 and you know the leading rusher and all all the accolades that he has. But, man, at 5'11", 231, this guy rolls. I mean, he rolls. He can catch the ball out of the back. So I really like him. I like him over John Kelly out of Tennessee. He's a little bit shorter, 5'9", 212. Uh, he's a junior coming out early. Uh, Royce is a senior. Now, the thing about uh, Royce, you don't have to take him off the field. He's also a, thir a good third-down blocker. But the guy that I have above both of those guys that I don't think is going to be there uh, out of the third round, maybe the worst-case scenario, the top of the fourth, is Rashad Penning from uh, San, San Diego State. Mm -hmm. This guy is a kickoff return. You guys have seen his highlight films, mm -hmm. a 2,000-yard rusher. He is the real deal. And right now I've got him ranked sixth, uh, and I have Royce Freeman uh, uh, seventh. So, yeah, he's he's a special, special player. A week from now, Tony, we, we may know the fate of Earl Thomas. I mean, maybe not ultimately because they may keep him around for a while and who knows, maybe there'll be a holdout. We're going to discuss that actually later in the show. But the point being, if there's going to be a trade, it'll likely happen on the first day of the NFL draft or before. What's your gut tell you a week from now? Will we still be talking about Thomas as a member of the Seahawks or will they have pulled the trigger on a dramatic trade that will affect their draft a little bit and that will allow them to, to move on to whatever's going to be next after Earl? Yeah, I think, I think Earl's going to be a Seahawk. And, uh, you know, there, there's still a chance, still an opportunity. Uh, you know, I, I think if somebody calls them and, and uh, gives them a, a, a blockbuster deal um, and they drool and they pull the trigger, well, then it'll happen. But I really believe in my gut that uh, he'll be a Seattle Seahawk. He's, got, he's one year under contract, $8.5 million, coming off a of Pro Bowl season. He's still playing at a high level. Uh, 
And, and they don't want to lose a player like that. I mean, the only way they do it is if somebody gives away uh, the bank to get him. And, um, and then you've got to really make that decision uh, moving forward. Now, the one thing is, is if you do trade him, you better damn well get a lot of picks for him. And then the biggest thing is you better pick some good players. You better, you better be able to pick the cherry off the tree because it hasn't happened the last few years. They've been spotty here and there, but they have not knocked it out of the park like in 2010, 2011. Uh, it, just, it just hasn't happened the last couple of years. I'm sure you got some coaching to do later today. Uh, what do you got, a beverage of choice later tonight? You got a cigar that you like to pair that beverage with? No, no cigar tonight. I've got an event uh, with my father out at the University of Washington, Coach Peterson and staff put on a reunion for the former players and coaches before the spring game. So we're going to go out and do that and enjoy the evening. Have a, have a few cocktails though. There's no question about that. Oh, all right. You going to go to the game tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going to go out and nice. take a peek. I've also got a track meet up in Snohomish, so I've got to kind of cut out a little early, but uh, I'll definitely swing by there. It's a busy guy. What you are. <laughs> a lot busier than me, I'll tell you that much. All right, we will see you next week. Uh, I can't wait to, to sit down with you and, and everyone here and uh, get your knowledge next week uh, at the VMAC as we get our draft coverage started on Thursday. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, guys. Have a good weekend. Tony Softly right there, our NFL exec right here on Sports Radio 950 KJR, and he's got a wealth of knowledge with the draft starting next week. I hope they were listening out there at the home of the Renton Seabirds. Get a lot of picks and take a good player. Sometimes the obvious things are the things you overlook. Those are two things. Yeah. I am 100% with Coach Softly on this yes. one. Let's get a lot of picks for this guy if we're moving him, and then let's use one of those picks to take a really good player. That I, sounds obvious. Let's not blow that part of the if deal. If they have 18, and and, and it, what the, the, the conundrum I'll have, if, if both my two favorite players are right there, Geis and Vea, I don't know which way to go. I don't. I don't know. I, 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 You're going against the Husky. No, Come on, I deep love down, Vita I, Everybody love does, Vita but Vita. deep down, if you have to I make think, a pick, no, I think. He, well, one, I think you get more. You would get more shelf life out of Vita Vea. You've got you've got Jen Cohen as an would, angel on one shoulder and Jen Cohen as a devil on the other shoulder. Which way are you going? The devil. See, you're going against him. I like the devil, Joe. I, well, I like Jen Cohen, devil. Uh, Joe with the Emerald Downs opening day at the racetrack is uh, this Sunday. We'll chat with our old friend about opening day.